Welcome to the Lou Blakely Show. You're in the right place if you're a service provider who is ready to transition into a more freedom-based business model with digital products. In this podcast, I share with you a unique combination of launch strategy, energetics, and mindset to create true, long-lasting success. It's time to ditch the burnout for good, create the business that you truly want, and share it with the world. Let's get started. Welcome to the Lou Blakely Show. This is episode six. So today I'm talking about what's really holding you back from creating and launching your online course this year. So are you an online service provider who 100% wants to add an online course to your business, but even with the best of intentions, you still haven't, maybe even after declaring this every year. Or maybe you've just done a quick whip-up job of a course and hope for the best and, and kind of knew that you didn't really put full effort into it. If so, then this episode is for you. So I thought this was an important topic because I often hear from people that they want to create an online course this year, particularly around the kind of start of the year and the New Year's resolution time, like January, everyone is full of optimism about what they can achieve this year. But usually with an online course, you know, there's a bit of a time restriction. Time is often the reason why we can't do it, right? So you can tend to put it off to later in the year when, you know, magically maybe time will appear. And then of course, time doesn't just appear. It never just happens like that. Suddenly you don't have a window of time that is the perfect opportunity to create your online course. And then you get to the end of the year and you haven't done it. And then the next year starts, there is still no online course and the same intention can begin again. Or maybe you just give up that intention, even though it's what you really want. So whether it happens or not, it usually comes down to a line in the sand moment, a realization of what's really holding you back. And my intention for this episode is that this is your line in the sand moment. Because I work at the intersection of online marketing strategy and then basically our humanness, there are so many people out there who have purchased courses on how to create and launch courses, yet they still haven't done it. Why is that? Do you fall into that boat? I am here to uncover that and help absolutely anyone break through whatever it is that is holding them back to get success with this brilliant business model. Because I know that anyone can be successful at this once we choose to get out of our own way. So the real issue here is there's no lack of time. Okay, that it is, is a superficial reason for not creating an online course. It is much deeper than that. It's other things that are going on within our shadow self, more specifically situations and feelings that we're avoiding in order to make us feel safe. So today, in today's episode, I'm sharing with you three, the three most common reasons that online courses don't get created, even with the very best of intentions and the strategy and the advice at our fingertips in many cases, and what you should be doing instead um, of getting stuck on these particular things. So let's jump into it. So the very first thing that is likely holding you back if you have all of the intentions to create an online course yet it still hasn't happened 
I very much guarantee you that there is a part of your ego at play here. So the first thing is our ego. We all have an ego, all of us. And its main role in our life is to keep us safe from harm. It also stops us from doing things that our brain might consider to be risky, like not creating an online course in case no one buys it. It's keeping us safe. It's like a form of self-sabotage. It's our ego actually creating a form of self-sabotage. Or, you know, maybe we might be thinking that you want to do a webinar or an online workshop and it feels like really edgy for you and yet you still are really excited by it. It's something that you that feels like a leap for you. Yet you may never actually commit to doing it and seeing it through because the predominant thought in your mind is that you know there's a large chance that only 10 people might turn up and you don't want others to know that. You don't want others to turn up and judge you for there only being, you know, 10 people on the call. So you're potentially avoiding potential embarrassment or maybe you're thinking that it will hurt other people's perception of you if they see that you've only got that small number on your webinar, for example. So it's easier just to not do it. It's our ego then creating this form of self-sabotage. Perhaps you want to run a challenge or do a paid boot camp with some kind of community component. And what if you go to the, all of that effort of setting it up, doing the promotion, and there's such a small community in there that you're basically talking to yourself. So in essence, there is no real community. And then the other people inside the community will see this and, oh my God, how embarrassing. The thing is, if you're a service provider... It's likely that you've already built up an array of clients. You're reasonably well-known as an expert or someone with skill in your field. And it's very hard to go back to that feeling of beginning, of being a beginner, of starting with nothing. Once we've achieved a reasonable amount of success, it is there is a resistance to go back to that, even if it's in a more aligned direction towards the lifestyle, the business, the dreams, what we really want. So what should you do when you feel the ego coming up to play? So I think we've all experienced this on some level. There has always been a level of safety that we've chosen in some respect in our business journey. So if this is the case and you're not following through on your ideas and what you really want to give a shot to, then the reality is that you're more committed to your feelings of safety right now than you are to your potential. So you're not prepared to be in the building phase and to be seen and witnessed in your building phase. So you're protecting your ego from getting hurt by not giving yourself the chance to grow and learn. Here's the thing. If you're only willing to feel safe in your business, then it's less likely that you're going to achieve your goals. Sometimes you've just got to take the leap and deal with whatever comes your way, no matter how uncomfortable that is. The honest truth is you will survive if only 10 people show up to your webinar or if no one buys your course. You will learn so much from running a challenge, even if a few people join. If you view launching and creating online products as a learning experience, each and every single time you do it, you are actually going to achieve success a lot faster. 
But if you choose to see every disappointment as a reflection of you and your ability, e.g. this is really your ego, then it's likely there will be slow or no progress after a disappointment. So it comes back to that question, what are you committed to the most? So are you committed to feeling safe? Or to sit in uncertainty so that you can build something that has the potential to become something huge. Because in many cases, the only way to success is through that uncomfortable point where it feels like no one is listening. No one is buying our stuff. No one is showing up. I think another important question to ask yourself here is, based on that commitment, what are you willing to leave behind to make your dreams happen? Because what allowed you to be successful with client work and as a service provider or building a freelance business is not going to serve you so much in an online course business model. For example, like one thing is building relationships. Like that is a great thing that works very well in a client-based business, but is not as important, especially in the beginning phases of an online course business. Also, your commitment to potentially self-sabotage your visibility online, that is something that you will need to consciously give up in order to move forward with an online course model and be successful at it. So there is things that we need to choose, intentionally choose to leave behind that may feel very comfortable to us in order to achieve what we really want with the business model that we really want. Okay, so the second thing that can hold us back from stepping into creating an online course-based business is client work. So I get it, client work pays the bills and it's pretty reliable too, especially once you're established and you've got a good client base. Perhaps you have retainer clients who just roll over every month. I know that this was my bread and butter when I had my agency. But as a service provider, you know, you may or may not be very over the lifestyle of the endless client work and consistently building other people's dreams, being the person in the background who's making other people's dreams come to reality, yet you're not working on your own because you're too busy getting paid to build theirs. But again, that is a reliable income source. So I get it. Client work can often become a crutch that stops you from doing what you really want to do because, again, it lets us sit in that safe space. Client work can take up all of our time as well. For example, 95% of service providers who work with me, who come to work with me because they want to transition to an online course model, They do not have an audience at all. They do not have an email list, especially. They may have a small social following. They usually do not have any email list because they've been more focused on building their client success because they're getting paid for it. So they're committed to their clients, but they're not committed to themselves and their own future growth and their own dreams and their own fulfillment. And this is despite being in business for a few years. It's like that old saying, a builder always has a leaky roof. So it is quite often the same in our own business, especially with digital marketers. So client work is safe. It's reliable. And it can get really comfy, even if you find it unfulfilling and like you're building other people's dreams. Because it's safe, it's secure. Um, It's also very time consuming. And it feels like you're always at the beck and call of someone else. It's very similar 
in a lot of ways to being an employee. I know that when I created my business, I had a realization one day that, you know, this isn't freedom. This is not why I created a business yet. I had created a job for myself, but instead of one boss, I had like 10 of them. Okay, so that realization was huge for me. But back to client work, it also ties in with the ego that we that was my first point. Okay, so sometimes our client work feels a lot safer because we're needed. Our clients need us. We're good at the thing we do, even if we don't even enjoy doing it in that way anymore. We're needed. Uh, there is demand to work for us, and there's a certain level of security in it. It is definitely safe once we're established. There's less security and less safety in putting out that first online offer, especially if that means that we do have to reduce some of our clients to create the extra time. But if you don't start, you're never going to get where you want to go. So what should you do if you feel like client work is holding you back? So if you're serious about creating an online course this year, it's time to start making a plan to transition over from from providing services every single day of your life to, you know, how are you going to start offering your own product? So I'm actually going to be doing a full episode on this next week. So that's episode seven. So keep an eye out for that. Some of the things that I'll be speaking about, and I specifically work with clients in this space, and some of these strategies have been very successful but three things that you can do is evaluate your current clients so what clients you really love to work with because I'm not saying you have to go and fire all of your clients but which ones are actually working for you which ones are you making money off and which ones you know maybe you're actually losing money because you're giving too much time based on what they're paying you Another thing that I'll be talking about is raising your rates and then also theming your workday. So all of these things actually go about getting really honest about what's working for you and what's not and then creating more time for yourself to build your dreams while still also making a decent living while you transition into digital products. So watch out for episode seven. Now the third thing that I see that blocks people from creating an online course is not actively building an audience or not having an audience. So another reason why you may be stalling on creating and launching your online course is because you haven't done this yet and you've got no one to sell your online course idea to. So if you're a service provider, you can definitely build a very successful business based on word of mouth, referrals and your business network. In many cases, you don't even really need to focus on marketing in your business. You can earn a decent living with very little marketing. I know when I was purely a service provider, I hardly did any marketing. I didn't need to, um, but not needing to is a very short-sighted way of looking at it. And I think I paid the price for that later on when I did want to switch to online courses. Like I definitely fell into this category when I had my digital marketing agency. I was fully booked. I had started to build a team and I never had a shortage of clients coming in. I was always getting inquiries. But on the flip side of that, I was unfulfilled, burnt out. I I knew I didn't want to be a people manager and that's where I could very quickly see this business going. That's not what I wanted at all. And as I mentioned before, I'd created a, you know, I actually felt like an employee in my own business. 
I had not created freedom and all of that kind of thing that I really started a business for in the first place. And the fact that I didn't have an audience to just start selling more leverage products to definitely was a barrier from me making that switch. So the lack of audience in regards to an email list or even, you know, an audience on social media, even though I don't believe that's as valuable, maybe a Facebook group or something like that, it really can stop you from taking the leap. It might feel too slow, too impossible, and you're not really sure you have the willingness to become visible online. So this is a whole other conversation. But it's also a really convenient excuse for not going after what you want. Again, having no audience uh, means that we get to stay safe in our little bubble of security. We don't have to get visible. We don't have to put ourselves out there. But my question to you is, are you really content with that? And again, if we go back to that question from my point around the ego, what are you committed to? And what are you committed to the most? So if you're, you know, wanting to step into selling digital products and you don't have an audience and you feel like that's the thing that is making you um, resist stepping in, then we really need to switch our thinking because there's no doubt about it, audience building is a vital ingredient for success when it comes to a digital product base business. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have the audience to get started. You just have to start where you are. And that can be the biggest mindset shift that can actually unblock you and start you moving forward. So one of the very best ways to build your audience is to actually offer something, to launch something. So you can run a launch event such as a challenge or a webinar. Get your very first people engaged with you and into your audience. This is the best way to grow an audience of the right people because they've actually signed up to something that requires a little bit of time investment from them. So they're going to be more engaged. And, you know, we just have to step through this period where we may have low numbers and we our ego may feel hurt that there's not people showing up. We have to go through that in order to get the success on the other side. And the faster you can commit to that and go through it, the shorter it's actually going to be as well. So you don't actually need an audience of thousands to have five-figure launches either. So this is a misconception that I think a lot of people have, that you've got to build your audience to thousands before you can offer them anything. Definitely not true. So in my first ever course launch, as I said before, I had no email list. Um, so I made $8,000 from my first launch, and I think I had around 50 people sign up for my free challenge that I did um, as the launch event for that particular launch. I had no email list before I did this first challenge, none at all. I only had my like clients on a client list. So that was about 30 people, uh, not very many. And I just created this challenge and was able to get about 50 people on there. You know, 50 people might sound like hardly anything. And in hindsight, it wasn't. But I still launched my course at the end of that and made $8,000. And if I hadn't done that first challenge, I actually never would have started building up my audience on my email list. I probably may not even have an email list today. So we have to start somewhere. And if your ego takes a bit of a beating in the process, then it doesn't matter because what are you committing to? What are you most committed to? So even if you're not planning on creating an online course right now, I think it's important 
to start building your list right now because you never know when you'll need it and that may not be a pre-launch event obviously but you know you can do lead magnets a quiz anything like that to start building up your list so that you have that option when the time does come so in summary here are the things that are most likely to be really stopping you from going all in on your online course this year the first is your ego and the attempt of your ego to keep yourself safe the second thing is your client work which conveniently takes up all of your time but may not be fulfilling for you and the third thing is your lack of audience so the antidote to all of this is to be really honest with yourself about what you're really committed to and let's stop blaming a lack of time because we can always create time based on being super intentional and coming back to what we are committed to. Another thing you can do is review your client work and make adjustments where necessary and next week episode is going to dig into that in detail. And the third thing you can do is take the leap and start to build an audience today even if you have no immediate plans to create your online course quite yet. So I hope you found this episode useful It's probably a little bit different to what you're used to when it comes to launch strategy and advice, but I really am here to help more people step into this business model and bringing the mindset and the shadow work into it is vital for more people like you to step through, start making progress, get unblocked and really start to achieve the success that this business model can create for you if you are able to move through these things right so I hope you really enjoyed this episode I hope it was that line in the sand moment for you and if you had any big takeaways from this episode screenshot this episode in your podcast player of choice and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me in at Louise Blakely underscore thanks so much for being here and I'll see you next time Thanks course creators and go-getters, you're incredible and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about what I offer, head across to loublakely.com. See you next time.